Hi, everyone, and welcome to another fresh season of Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. I'm your host and Survivor superfan, Nathan Morris, and we are here to dissect and chat about our favourite game in the world, Survivor. More specifically, Australian Survivor Brains versus Brawn. How about we meet our weekly guest? Joining me on the couch is a familiar face. You might know him as the puppet master. You might know him as the people's champion. I know him as my friend Luke Toki. Hey, Luke. Hey, how are you? The king of the jungle's back for another round of Talking Tribal. Australian Survivor is back harder and tougher than ever. We have new castaways. And the word is, uh, I'm starting to believe that maybe it is going to be the tougher season. Luke, your season looks soft as compared to this season. I have to tell you that right now. Well, we didn't have to shoo away the flyers every five seconds uh, as we moved around trying to find idols and trying to survive. So I might have to agree. Yeah. I have to agree. And the 1,000 snakes as well. Mm. Um, Luke, before we dive in, um, I need to know if you were on this season of Australian Survivor, would you play for Team Brains or Team Brawn? Look, Nathan, my brain is telling me go for the brains <laughs> and uh, my muscles are telling me go for brawn. But, you know, I'm probably a brawn uh, and I've got the brains. So, oh, look, I'm, I'm going for brawn. I'll go brawn. I've personally known Luke for years. Luke's brawn. <laughs> yeah, just, a, well. just a can of brawn. That's oh. it. <laughs> this season has only just begun and we're already seeing major twists and big moves from the first episode. Um, what about we? What about this um, episode so far has really gotten you? Uh, look, there's some big characters coming out. Um, I think notably, I think George is uh, his presence on screen is. Um, George is the best. Yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, um, you know he came out wearing a like it was nearly a costume. I don't know how often you'd wear that around the street, but I was I was thinking to myself and I thought there's only one person that could look as dangerous as uh, if they're wearing the same thing as him, and that's AK from the, one of the last seasons. If he was wearing that, I'd be like, yeah. But, I, um, look, I couldn't trust someone that was wearing something like that. Uh, I know I'm, like, picking up on his fashion, but that's what I think. I've seen what you wear out. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. He's insane. Look, um, let's have a little refresher on the week that was. It's day one in the Australian Outback and our teams are ready to test the age-old question, Brains or Brawn? Brains, the yellow team, and Brawn, the red team, go head-to-head in their first reward challenge. Survivors ready? Go! (laughs) Push or pull? As the Brains team settle into camp, George finds himself an advantage. Congratulations, you've found an advantage in the game. This advantage allows you to save yourself and five other tribe mates at the first tribal council. Come on in, guys! The next day, the teams play their first immunity challenge. Go! Team Brawn muscle their way to a win. Sending Brains to tribal council. Before anyone can vote at Tribal Council, George has something to share. Wait a minute. I've got something for you. George saves Rachel, Baden, Cara, Georgia, Way and himself 
from elimination and the vote, forcing the remaining tribe mates to quickly think on their feet and eventually send Phil home. After five days of no wins, Brains takes out the immunity challenge, sending Team Braun to their first tribal council. Janelle's name is on the chopping block, but she wants to send Emmett home. The Strong Boy Alliance sees Shannon as a potential threat and works towards getting the numbers to pull off a blind side. It's easy. We just all need to vote for Shannon. At Tribal Council, Jonathan gathers the votes and it's decided that Janelle will be leaving Australian Survivor. Janelle, the tribe has spoken. The following day, Braun used their strength to win the reward challenge, earning themselves a good old-fashioned tea break. While enjoying their prize, Kez spots something hidden in the trees. In the shade of a tree, a tombstone does stand, an idol to command. It's immunity challenge time, and brains get their heads together for a comprehensive win. Sending Team Braun to tribal council and straight into strategy mode. Flick wants to break up the Strong Boy Alliance by sending Gavin home, while the Strong Boy Alliance want to stick to their guns and vote out Shannon. Both sides of the camp approach Big D with their plans, but who will he choose? It's Big D's time. Spicy, baby. Big D suggests an alternative plan. I'm going to go kids. Yeah, okay, yeah, done. Done. Okay. At Tribal Council, tensions arise. There is a snake in the grass somewhere, and we've got to find that snake. Before Jonathan can read out the votes, Kez reveals her hidden immunity idol and saves herself, sending Gavin home. Time for things to get a little bit spicy. That was unbelievable. So much to unpack there. Um, let's break down what happened with our guests that will be joining us every week, podcast host and survivor expert, Shannon Gus. Hello, Shannon. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this first week of Brains versus Brawn. Uh, the Brain Tribe had that huge twist, obviously, out of the gate, and the Brawn Tribe is so divided. I love to see it so early. And, of course, I'm Clunkari. It looks like just the perfect holiday destination, doesn't it, Shannon? <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly where I want to take my next vacation. Look, I'm a Victorian. I've been in lockdown a lot. Maybe I would actually go there on vacation at this point. <laughs> that shot that we just saw where the dirt was flying in everybody's face oh. <laughs> for the first time down, that to me yeah. is the outback. Um, I, look, I want to know uh, the big move right at the start uh, by our favourite person. Mm. Yeah? Yep. Uh, what, what did you think about that? Uh, I thought that this was a really tricky advantage to use. I mean, it seems like it is a great advantage, right? Like you're saving five people and yourself, but actually he only really saved or even helped way at all. The other four, there's an antisocial element to this. He's taking their vote. Their only power in the game is when you can actually vote. So I think this was a really tricky advantage to use. I would recommend most people don't actually use it. It draws a lot of attention to you. But George needed the help. He was in a really bad spot. But I think he went about it, you know, he didn't go about it in a collaborative way. He didn't ask them or tell them beforehand. I think he could have tried to make more of a social move of it, telling them, bringing them in, rather than surprising them or shocking them with it and making it feel more like an attack where he was taking their vote. Yep, I completely agree with Shannon. So you have to tell someone. You have to at least bring people in. Otherwise, you've just been blindsided. Yeah, you've been saved, but it doesn't mean anything because when you go back, you're like, oh, well, 
thanks for telling me in tribal and making me look stupid. Even though you've been saved, you know, maybe he read some of those relationships wrong. Yeah. You know, he, he took yeah. Baden back. I'm not too sure what relationship they had before, you know. The Baden thing made tribal. no sense to me. The Baden thing made absolutely no sense. Yeah. Especially Baden felt so bad when he said, I was collecting the weakest people. And yeah. Baden's like, wait there, what are you talking about? And then that's the thing, like to, to use an umbrella against everyone saying that you are the weakest people, he basically insulted a whole group of people. And you're right, they didn't have, like, you know, they, they, he took their rights away from him. Unbelievable. Do you think it's the sneaky politician in him, Shannon, that that's what he's used to in the politics game? I think he's just seeing it from a pure game perspective. And even in terms of the messaging, I think he, he doesn't see being deemed as weak as a negative. Mm. So he's calling them weak, not seeing that they see that as really insulting. I mean, in terms of the messaging, he could have, again, even in making it more inclusive, you go back and you don't say you were the weakest. You say, I didn't want to be here tomorrow without you. I wasn't going to save myself and maybe have you go home. I really wanted you to be here. And Luke, I think it's something that you can really speak to. I mean, you once sent a Baden out of tribal mm. council, right? Literally yeah. down to the name. Mm. And when you were doing it in that very late game, you were trying to get the control. The element of surprise was your friend because you were trying to control the whole vote. You were also immune. Mm. Um, and so you were trying to really like get that strategic power where I think this early in the game, what you're trying to do is build relationships. And I guess them feeling quite attacked in that moment was not the way to do it. Yeah, look, that's exactly right. There's uh, at the end of the game, you know, the writing's on the wall sometimes for yourself. So it didn't matter whether I um, told them early or didn't. Um, at the start, those relationships, you've just met them. Yeah. You know, you kind of need to get to know them. You need to know a bit more about them. And, and to be blindsided so early on, look, it's it might play out okay, it might not, but I just feel like, uh, look, if he makes it longer into the game, people that are still in the game will remember it and think, he blindsided me on day one and that might hold weight in a vote if you make it to the end. That's still a long, long way away. So... Uh, you know, it was it was great for him, but you know, it didn't really work out because the next day everyone, you know, didn't yeah. really turn on. Well, personally, for me, I just need George to be there for the entire season. <laughs> yeah. George yeah. is everything. I wouldn't mind if cameramen threw idols at George to keep him in the game. I, I love George <laughs> as a character, but he I would feel be like so it went early days. But I feel like I'll probably start voting liberal at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll, we'll wait and see. OK, it's time for a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more fun from Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Now, Shannon, we want to know about um, uh, the voting out of Janelle over yeah. the boys. What do you... How can you speak to that? What, what do you think? I think that early on, I totally understand that you want to just keep it simple, take out a weaker element. You are brawn after all. It just makes sense. Try and keep the tribe, I guess, a little unified, but they did still blindside a few people and vote against them in doing that, who voted for Shannon. I just think they left themselves very little wiggle room. They voted out someone who wanted to vote with the girls, who could have been a number for them. I think it was wasteful. And then you see the next episode that they're really relying on Dainey. It did seem touch and go. They didn't necessarily have the numbers and now Kez has to play her idol out of I think a pretty legitimate fear if they kept some larger numbers and gone against the boys I think at first outright 
I think that that might have been a stronger play from the beginning. So, Luke, what do you think um, about Kez playing her idol? Do you think that that was uh, the right move? Uh, it's always better to play an idol than uh, not play it and, and go, go home, home with, with it, it in the pocket. So, and it is early days. Uh, I do believe they should have you know, work together with Janelle. Loyalty is always, I put that as always a number one over physical strength, winning challenge, everything. Like, numbers, if someone's going to vote your way and that shows loyalty, like, we're together. We're ride and die all the way through, you yeah. know, and, and building, because building trust is so hard out there because you're constantly having to burn people and f- to burn someone and then bring them back in is, is, harder, is harder again. So I th- feel like they could have just used Janelle's vote, used her and, um, you know, pushed out the boys. Uh, but, you know, they um, decide to stick tr- strong because yeah. they want to win challenges. They want to, you know, and I understand, you know, like it is early days and, you know, when you can roll into merge with more numbers in your tribe, your yep. faction, it makes merge easier and there's more potential chance of you winning. Quick question before I ask Shannon the same. Yeah. Um, when you leave with an idol in your pocket, do you get to keep the idol? You do. Do you? You do, yeah, yeah. You get to take it home. So a lot of them will sometimes um, come out on jury or they'll, you know, wear it over the neck. That's been um, done a few times. Henry did it. Yep. He got voted out. He came in and they, they proudly show it off. Some people hide it. They hide it in the pocket because they're maybe embarrassed about yep. it, um, you know, because it is, it's such a... You know, you, you fall in this category, which no one wants to be in that category, of someone going home with an idol in their pocket. So Kez playing it is, you know, it's better safe than sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Big D, is a Big D could have turned on Big her? D. Janie is completely a standout for me in terms of a character. Like, yeah. the lovable giant, it just writes itself, and I am absolutely on board with all of it. And, look, I like the choice. I thought that being included by both sides means he must have a lot of social capital. I thought throwing out Kez's name just to kind of see that they would do it, not for any other reason. He didn't even vote for them, but I think just, like, having that power to be like, will you do exactly what I say, and they did, was really cool. And then he went with his relationships, and I think that's totally fine as well, and you should always, especially in the early game, just go with who you're connecting with better. But the fact that everyone wanted him must speak to a pretty positive start in the game. You know what? Talking about Danny, he is one of those lovable characters. You were one of those lovable characters, yeah, Luke. So oh, are you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, <laughs> 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 can I get in on this? Yeah. But he's one of those people that you really want to align yourself yeah. with, you know? Um, and But yet he, when he does something that's a bit sneaky, I found it really endearing. Um, so yeah. do you guys, I'll ask you, Shan, first, do you think that Danny made the right choice with the group yeah, that he think, went with? Yeah, I do think, you know, go with your connections, go with the relationships that you have. And I think that flipping to the other side would have felt like a more active switch or flip this early on. I think it would have made him look maybe a little bit dicey and untrustworthy. What do you think, Luke? Uh, Yeah, look, I I think that he's able to... um, He's getting a lot of information. He looks like he's he's nearly playing that middle ground, uh, which is a good place to play because he's getting a lot of information. He's a big guy, so there's no way you want to get rid of him early on. You know, he's part of the Braun tribe. He's 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 the guy, you know, yeah. that, that's going to be used as we move on to merge. So I think he's played it well. So in your season, right, your original season, who was the person that everyone, the lovable person that everybody trusted? 
It was no, Luke. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, um, so, look, there was Mark. He would have been the similar one, but he got voted out because he got uh, he hooked up with his now wife. Yes. So uh, that was just he got outed as a, um, as a two. So yeah. that's what happened with him. You know, Big D, he's playing a solo game. He's actually really playing a solo game. As much as he's in that group, he's still swinging, you know, to what he values. Yeah. So he actually has values out there and he's playing both sides. So he's one to watch, I reckon. And he doesn't sit in bushes and creep, does he? No, that's yeah, that's another probably positive. Which is no, <laughs> which is his negative. I'm sorry, I don't trust anyone unless they're watching me from a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Yeah. So let's talk about the people that we've lost so far. Yeah. Phil, an amazing character. Like they are brilliant. Yeah. Phil and his crochet creations, which I've actually been lucky enough to wear a pizza hat that Phil had made. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Sad to um, lose Phil so early. Yeah, they were clearly going to be such a great character. Like, my heart breaks for Phil. I think that globally we can look through Survivor history across any franchise and look at them as just completely historically screwed by such a huge twist that not only took out Wei, who was the target, but George was a secondary target. Like, Phil had done more than enough to ingratiate to a point that they should have been okay, and this was just completely unprecedented, and there was nothing they could have done at that point. If you're a knitting, if you're a knitting specialist, you'd be at home crying. Oh, you'd be throwing your yarn in the bin. All right, and then we had... Um, <laughs> oh, my God, Yarn out for Phil. And moving forward, we got Gavin Wagonine. Yes. What has happened there? Mate, an AFL guy being kicked off so early. Oh, you'd throw your footballs at the screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, there's... footy's out for Gavin at this point. Let's put everything out. We're just devastated about the boots this week. That's, yeah. a, that's a big loss to lose on the yeah. last tribal. And um, Janelle was a cleaner, so mops out for Janelle as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. and look, as we know, Australian Survivor has moved away from the tropics and gone to the rough rural outback of Australia, and it is rough as. We wanted to see if an old castaway could handle the heat of the Aussie outback. Now, while we're enjoying the comfort of our... Well, this is as rural as we're getting in this uh, studio. Um, we thought we'd send fan favourite and all-star Nick Iodanza to Cloncurry to see just how rough the Aussie outback really is. So let's take a look. Right, next piece. Oh, <coughs> sorry. I uh, raided the uh, challenge department and stole that puzzle. Shh, don't tell them. So... Survivor is a fish-out-of-water style game, and looking around at this epic landscape, I'm feeling like a little bit of a fish-out-of-water myself. Now, I might have played 65 days of Survivor in a tropical location, Fiji, Samoa, but i got to tell you, I'm a little bit stumped as to how I would survive out here beyond the black stump. So, what do the survivors need to know about how to survive in the harsh Aussie outback? Move over, Russell Coit. I think Nick Idanz has got you guys covered. The island's oceans were teeming with fish, crabs, octopus, and as our very own Luke knows, big ass sharks. Two sharks, baby! How about that? Woo! I've eaten my fair share of marine morsels on Survivor from uh, sea snails, sea urchins, and goo filled sea cucumbers. Mmm, delicious! <laughs> but out here in the outback, the contestants can catch. Um, what was it again? Just yabbies. Oh. My season one tribe mate, Christy Bennett, taught me the best way to catch sea creatures. 
So, if you'll excuse me. Maybe they don't like the smell. If sea creatures aren't your thing, there are plenty of land-dwelling animals to choose from. What was on the island menu? Mongoose, of course. Fun fact, that mongoose was actually running from a knife and fork wielding Harry and Janine. But the Outback players have plenty more to choose from. Kangaroo kebabs, emu drumsticks, or a whole field of hamburgers. But don't worry, I've never been that starved that I've wielded a machete with a murderous glint in my eye. Fiji also offered the opportunity for plenty of foraging. Coconuts, papayas, so many papayas in fact that you could actually run off and eat them with your friends just for fun. But out here, if you look hard enough, you can eat plenty. Um, like, like I think I saw some scary looking berries back there. Um, like, like what, what can you actually eat out here? Anything? Welcome back to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Now, thanks to Nick, I feel like I could survive the outback like, quite easily. Now, in all seriousness, we wouldn't want to send Nick all the way to the outback without talking to the man himself, Jonathan LaPalia, would we? Let's see what Nick and JLP have to say about the first week of Australian Survivor. Hello everyone and welcome to the Australian Outback. We are here with Jonathan LaPaglia, the host of Australian Survivor for Season 6, Brains vs Brawn. And this season in Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, we are going to be going straight to the horse's mouth for all the information. Three seasons in a row you've had to look at me, deal with my face. Were you surprised to see me out here? It's, it's getting tough, you know. <laughs> I'm wondering when it's going to end. It's your long national nightmare. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Just keep following me around like these flies. Around the world. I followed you to Samoa, followed you to Fiji, and now I'm here in the outback. Wow. You can't escape me. How does it feel being out here, especially amongst this amazing setting? Yeah, and look, it's, as you've said, it's incredible out here. You know, the landscape is so stark. The environment's really harsh. It's tough for the production, and it's really tough for the contestants. Yeah. So it's just that. it's just added an extra layer to the game. Brains versus brawn. Now, what are you hoping to see from that this season? Well, you know, we're asking the question, you know, what's more important in this game, brains or brawn? And, you know, we have two tribes, and I think they really stick to their namesakes, particularly at the start. They, they lean into it, and so we get a good idea of what... Um, you know, what's more valuable right. in this game. But it's missing one core element and that is beauty. the social game or the beauty <laughs> well, you yeah. weren't cast yeah right so well come on that's yeah, what, yeah we're missing you missing, <laughs> missing your beautiful face that's right. but it's the social game you know as you know the social game i think may be even more important but you know it's a convenient jumping off point 
to start a narrative, yep. and it works well this season. So we know you've got big, veiny biceps. We know you were a doctor. If you had to choose, what would you be, brain or brawn? Well, these are fake T-shirt <laughs> muscles, so I'm going to I saw go... them painting them on before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with brains. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to just end with some quick word association. Um, Gavin, first word that comes to your head. Nice guy. Um, Hayley. She's um, wily. Mm, I like it. Shannon. Shannon. Um, tall. <laughs> Very tall. <laughs> uh, way. Way. Bookworm. That's two words, sorry. And the last can, one. Can we make that one word? No, I, th- I think we can do that. Yeah, yeah. That guys, <laughs> make sure we make that one word. Bookworm yeah. is now one word. <laughs> and the last one, Simon. Very confident. That's two words. Cocky. Um, huh? Cocky. Your word, but I like it. Cocky. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much. That's the end of week one out here on location with JLP. Back to the studio. Welcome back. We just saw Nick chat to Australian Survivor host Jonathan LaPaglia about the theme brain versus brawn. So, Shannon, I want to ask you, which do you think is more important in the game of Survivor? I hate to be the world's worst fence-sitter, but I really do think, like, either one can be great. We've had people who've won the game multiple times and never once won an individual challenge. We've had people who've elevated or even relied on immunity challenges to really work within their game. So I think that either one could be really good, but you just have to know your strengths and absolutely play them to their extremes to win. Luke? Uh, As she said, you know, that's exactly right. You have seen multiple winners. You know, we just had a, uh, would you say, brawn win all stars, you know, all David. From so, Dave, I think. Um, yeah. So, I don't want to give him too much credit, you know, even <laughs> though he won. You know, so he's only brawn, okay? Yeah. So, I. Um, it's interesting, you know. It really will depend on how the uh, before merge and how the um, I'd say if the immunities go and how many brawn can make it to merge and how many brain can make it to merge. I really feel like that's going to decide what type of winner we have. Um, well, um, I would like to be in brawn, but I don't have the muscle capacity. I no, can wear a watch up here. It's actually quite <laughs> sad. So I'd have to be in the brains part. But you know what? Just because you're smart, it doesn't mean that you're going to win the challenges. Um, and just because you're strong, it doesn't mean you're going to win the challenges. As we know, this season, they've actually split the challenges really well between brains versus brawn. Yeah. There seems to be a physical element and a puzzle element. How would you go? You, you weren't a puzzle person, Luke. Well, I, I, I was at the end. I actually do have some skills. But what you have, what happens is, uh, you know, these they they do say that the, the great equaliser, the puzzles at the end. And what we are seeing is the brawn are winning the physical. Yeah. You know, they're winning the physical, and the brains are coming together and and winning the puzzles. And if they're not going to immunity, I know it hurts short term to not win rewards. But long term, we may see if the brains keep going and, and not going immunity, they will go into merge with strong numbers, which means a good final game. Shannon, we'd be in the brains camp and we'd be starving right now. I mean, I think I could be brawn. I mean, my title is Survivor Expert. Is that not is that not the brawn title? Uh, yeah. Look, they don't they haven't won any rewards yet. That's got to hurt. Also, you know what's got to hurt? Wrestling against brawn, like physically hurt. But as long as there's a puzzle and there's like brilliant narrative come from behind victories that they can have, uh, immunity is all that counts. So they can be hungry all they want. But as long as they aren't losing people and keeping numbers. I mean, that seems literally smart for the Brains tribe. Now, Luke, um, we heard JLP chat a little bit about the harsh outback. Um, do you think that you could play Survivor again in an environment like this island boy? Oh, island boy, yeah. Look, I have uh, 
the ocean, the jungle, all the real... Oh, we had coconut. We were, we were living not too bad out there, even when we were bad. But, look, I have Survivor in my blood. You know, I could play on Pluto, you know? <laughs> this is Mars, you know? I, I reckon I'd... Yeah, OK, I'd probably Pluto, face you need some, <laughs> Pluto, you need some oxygen challenges. Um, yeah. 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 But, but even like, OK, when you guys were hungry, you would go fishing or you would go and get melons yeah. or, or, or bananas or whatever. Here, there's literally close your eyes and think a branch is a pretzel. Yeah, you would... Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, look, if you had to go out at night time, I feel like the only thing is you could probably try and catch a kangaroo, which is impossible. No, Luke, don't put that out in the universe. Oh. No. Oh, no, I'm... I'm not saying you need to catch and eat her. No. <laughs> that would be really what are we doing with her? <laughs> we're just, it's, it's survivor. We're just becoming friends. No. It's survivor, no. okay? And you know, you know what? You're catching a kangaroo to hide the idol in its pouch. <laughs> there you oh, go, Shannon. Exactly. Something <laughs> really away with the idol. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it would be terrifying as well, not just that. It's yeah. like putting your hand in holes to try and find immunity idols mm. and also to try and find food. Shannon, there could be snakes and like deadly spiders in there. Look, there's a reason that I'm here in my apartment chatting about the show instead of actually trying to go on it and putting my hands in holes and then getting bitten by a snake would be chief among those reasons. I try to keep my hands out of holes. But, um, look, sadly, the fun must eventually end and it's almost time for us to go. But first, we're going to award the trophy for the biggest move of the week. Luke, who do you think should get it? This is a tough one. Um, I think the first two tribals we've seen two, like, they like to say the weakest, which you would never know because they never got enough time in the game. But to see Gavin Wanganeen leave early, um, I'm going to give it to the, the guys who got him out. I think they have made a move uh, early on to solidify their strong group of trust and I'm, I'm going to give it to them. If I didn't, if I had to give the move of the week, I'd give it to the brains by staying out of tribal council. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if, if I could give it to everybody, I'd give it to the brains tribe because they've had to deal with no rewards and they're still winning the immunities. And I'm telling you, immunities count. Shannon? Yeah, I mean, I quite like the body of work from Flick. I mean, that's not necessarily a move. Even though I, I wasn't so on board with the Janelle move, I still think she's in, like, total control. And I just love from Kez. That duo, I think, can be quite deadly. Just finding the idol, putting her body on the line, having to lie there, getting burnt, like, literally in danger <laughs> to, to try and keep this idol secret. And then she used it, obviously, to get closer to Flick. So I think that duo, I may not agree with everything they're doing. Obviously, the idol was kind of wasted there, but I also think they're doing a lot right. I'm going to pick George because I feel like George is a bottle of, um, of soft drink that someone has just shook up and um, <laughs> just let go and I'm just excited to see where it's going to spray. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's fantastic. A big thank you to Shannon, Luke and Nick. Now, keep watching Australian Survivor Sundays, Mondays and Tuesdays, 7.30 on 10. And a new Australian Survivor Talking Tribal episode will drop every Tuesday night on 10 Play or on your favourite podcast app. Now, here's the moment you've all been waiting for. A little sneak peek of what's to come on Australian Survivor. So I'm out watching George going around, looking behind trees, looking under rocks. He just doesn't even hide the fact that he's looking for an idol. 
and then I find myself down at the water of the billabong next to the rocks, looking around, and at the corner of my eye. There is this little little tube down there. You know, I just went and grabbed it and put it in my pocket. 